Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Drew Davis, and I want to welcome you to Learn How to See Better. It's the only podcast out there that'll actually improve your vision the longer you listen. I want to take a moment to thank you for joining me today, and I've got some great information lined up for you. So relax and tune in, because we're about to begin. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Drew Davis, and I am a life hacker. <laughs> Sounds kind of crazy, I, I must admit, but yeah, it's true. I'm a life hacker. And sometimes people ask me, what in the world is a life hacker? You know, especially when you think about how the word hacker in and of itself kind of has a little bit of a negative connotation. People start thinking about uh, computer hackers and, you know, uh, illegal underhanded underworld stuff, right? But a hacker, in a sense, if you actually think about the definition of what someone's trying to do when they're looking to hack something, they're essentially looking to crack the code. They want to figure it out. They want to essentially understand the underlying elements of how something works so that they can effectively reverse engineer it in such a way that it will serve them. So when I say that I'm a life hacker, all that simply means is I'm looking to figure out how life best works and how to best organize things in my world so that I can reap the benefits of my own uh, initiative, intellect, and uh, hacking abilities, right? So I thought I would uh, tell a quick story uh, to give you a better feel for how in the world uh, we became life hackers to begin with. And it actually all started kind of kind of by accident. And I got to give my wife, Risha, credit for uh, really being the one that kind of initiated all of this because uh, the fact of the matter is there was a time when uh, I was still working in corporate. This was several years ago. Uh, my wife had just started out in her uh, independent real estate investing career. And one of the things that she was first looking to do was, uh, you know, replace that uh, W-2 income that she had been working so hard for. And one of the things that was difficult to manage was the fact that we not only had, uh, you know, quote unquote, surrendered one of our um, steady paychecks, we also brought new life into the world. We had our first son. And so when you think about the logic of, you know, you got a new kid and, and you know, your wife quits her job, what in the world is that, right? You know, she was making good coin. Does that even make sense? But the fact of the matter is she was miserable and I was trying to have no parts of a miserable wife because, hey, happy wife, happy life. And if mama's happy and mama ain't happy, then nobody happy. So <laughs> to be a little bit more serious about it, what we were finding was that she was having some early successes uh, in her real estate investing career. But the main challenge we found was that, you know, by the time you, you know, you get up, get going and, and granted, we weren't, you know, we weren't rising with the sun back then like we do now and, and beating the sun up. Um, you know, we were a lot more, I guess, average. And at that time, it's kind of like you wake up, you, you know, you're in kind of react mode, you, you scramble around to, to get, get yourself together in the morning, get the kid together in the morning, get, you know, kid off to school. Then, you know, before you know it, you look up and it's like 10 o'clock or something like that, you know, and then you go through and do a couple of things and she'd find that all of a sudden it'd be like two o'clock or three o'clock and then it's time to get the other kids. And, and so essentially it just started from her saying, gosh, if I could get a little bit more time out of the day, if I didn't have to go and put this load of laundry in or go and, 
you know, run these errands, you know, to buy more, you know, collared shirts for the, the kids' school, I could make a few more phone calls and possibly close a few more deals and bring a few more thousand dollars into the house. It's like, okay, well, that's great, but how are we going to get all that stuff done? You know, nobody really wants to do, you know, our grunt work. You know, no one wants to run to the grocery store for us. No one wants to, uh, you know, go and, uh, you know, pick up dry cleaning for us, right? Was was this um, a little, I almost even say it was a scarcity mindset, was just didn't really look at the world in an abundant fashion from the standpoint of what you can have others do for you, especially if you fairly compensate them to do so. So all of a sudden we started thinking, and, and, and this one reaches you know, brain turned into full overdrive was like, well, if I could just figure out a way to get, you know, two to three more hours out of day and I'm trading those all in for calls, yeah, I could bring home a few extra, a few extra thousand into the household. And it's like, okay, I like that math. What's this take? You know, what do we got to do? Let's, let's turn this thing on and turn it up. Right now, admittedly, I, I remember a time where um, and some of it's, you know, whether the, the societal stigmas that we sometimes hear or catch wind of where it's like you're almost um, looked down upon if, you know, you have people working for you or like the idea of, you ever know anyone that was when you were growing up that, you know, had a maid? It's like, how cool would that be? But at the same time, you know, a lot of time people get flack. Oh, they have a maid, you know, uh, that sort of concept. And it, it's funny that that line of thinking, because, you know, from the entrepreneur standpoint, it's like, look, if I could just hire someone for a few hours a day to just help me out with a few basic things, you know, it's not like you're necessarily saying I need somebody to scrub my baseboards. You just need to help with some odds and ends things that are already consuming time in your day. So we really started to take stock of where our time was going, how we were spending it, what we were doing, and, you know, particularly in, in, in her scenario, what things could she, you know, delegate to somebody else and hire them to do just these one-off tasks in here and there. Can we once in a blue moon, you know, hire a cleaning crew to, you know, wipe the place down from, from top to bottom and get it squeaky clean. Can once in a blue moon, can we hire someone to uh, go uh, and, and run and pick up our groceries for us or to do uh, some sh sous chefing for us or to hire a chef for a week and get all your meal prepping done, right? Imagine if you didn't, you know, and a lot of people actually don't meal prep. They don't even plan their meals. But for those that do and know what I'm talking about, like imagine that on a Sunday, all your stuff is prepped for the week. And if the meals aren't ready, like all the, the veggies are diced and everything's cubed and ready to go and all you have to do is apply your miraculous chef skills. And I said, my goodness, I am now a believer. Because when you think about it, it's like, man, you're really just trying to be more effective at what you're doing, which was which, with this challenge. Um, and, um, you know, she really, it was really important to her to be able to become and remain a contributor to the household, which is something that I obviously, you know, valued as well. And, you know, it was important for her also to make sure that she could still be a loving mother. So to have the freedom to, to hustle harder, because one of her sayings was like, if I don't grind, he doesn't eat. You know, um, so to be able to apply the extra work ethic and burn the candle on both ends from the sake of, of doing what beasts do and, and being able to make it happen, but to also not fall in the trap of, of losing yourself in in the hustle and the grind and not making that time for family. So, you know, when, when you know, she felt stuck and, and hitting the wall, like, gosh, I got to figure this out. You know, I'm just running rampant because you're kind of feeling like you're still in the rat race, even though you're out of the rat race. 
And, you know, all of a sudden, that's when it hit her. It was like, wow, you know, I can replace myself at a cheaper rate. Because if an hour on the phone with her gets, you know, if she can talk to or meet with a seller that wants to liquidate that property, that might be worth five grand in her pocket when all is said and done. One hour worth of work, $5,000, right? Now, it might take five calls, five one-hour calls, but still, hey, you know, five hours, five grand still a thousand bucks an hour, right? So that's where we started to think, well, you know, cause gosh, you got to pay these people to do stuff for you, to free up your time, to get this, you know, high dollar back in. And, and granted, you don't want to be a little bit naive about it because like, all right, if you, know, you don't have any resources, you're just going to have to be more resourceful. But the fact of the matter is in this case, okay, if you've got the resources where you can go hire somebody for a hundred bucks or 200 bucks one time and you get say half a day back, what can you do with that half a day, right? Can, can you do something, even if it isn't monetary to like a five grand I can show for this, what if you're able to free some other headaches or stress off your plate? What if you're able to just make life easier or life better? I mean, I remember we would have date nights and it's like, all right, time to pause the movie. I think I heard the washing machine start singing that the load is done so we could put the, the, the washer, you know, the clean clothes in the dryer. And then, you know, I mean, that's not a date, you know, I mean, it, it was, you know, a good attempt at, at, at hacking in its initial states. Like, all right, we can do the laundry and be on a date at home. Nah, that's not really what I'm talking about. And so what we really just started to see from this experience, because all of a sudden we got the house clean and then we would go get these other things done where, you know, we were kind of like hiring out, hiring out and tapping into someone else's expert secret. You know, someone, someone else's genius zone that was able to be something that, you know what, the cleaning crew that cleans houses and that's what they specialize in a business, they don't care that there's, you know, pee pee around the base of the toilet from the kids. Like they, that's all water under the bridge or water under the bowl. <laughs> anyway, but you know, the stuff that we detest, the stuff that we can't stand doing, the stuff that sucks the energy out of us should be the things that we specifically look for and target and say, my goodness, if I didn't have to do this, how could I be my, how could I be spending my time? You know, I, I, I always like to give the analogy. It's like, if you're a lawyer making four or 500 bucks an hour, what are you doing mowing your own lawn? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a waste of your time. You could be billing another client. You could just be having some high-end uh, rest and relaxation. Um, or you could be paying a neighborhood kid 10 bucks, 20 bucks to get it done for you, right? And now you've got your time back. And so that's where we really started to shift and say, you know, this whole life hacking thing, this is really just about being smarter. It's about being smarter about, the areas of your life that cause most people challenge and the areas of our lives that we want to be more efficient, more effective, and also have a means by which we can do what we want to do and be in a better position to make those things happen. Because you know what? You can get more money, but you can't get more time. So that's part of our belief in why time is more valuable than money. It's very simple and straightforward when you look at it that way. And as, as most people that have a job would, would clearly agree, every couple of weeks you get more money, right? Because you've traded more time. So the idea that, um, that you know, you're going to go under because you get, you know, uh, someone to go pick up your dry cleaning or, uh, you know, someone to do some task for you um, is a little bit short-sighted because you're not looking at the big picture and what's the value that you place on your time. 
Have you ever been uh, stopped at the water cooler by a coworker that wants to, you know, chit chat and chum it up about, you know, their weekend, this, that, and the other? And you know, it might be a nice person. You might be halfway interested to hear about what they have to say, but you don't necessarily want to chew up 15 minutes of your work day. In some cases, 30 minutes of your work day, yakety yak, and by the water cooler, right? And, and the idea is what value do you place on your time? Will you let someone just talk a hole in your head and, and, and you know, you don't get anything out of that 30 minutes worth of time? Or do you get smarter, right? Do you look at maybe going to walk around the block while listening to some um, mentally uplifting motivational messages, right? Start stacking your activities and look at, you know, going from hacking to stacking. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can look at it. It's not all about paying people to do stuff for you. Life hacking can be as simple as educating yourself about sleep cycles as an example, to get more efficient sleep, because everyone knows if you don't get good enough sleep, then guess what? It's gonna affect the functionality of your brain in so many different ways. And I'm not even trying to get into you know, what, uh, uh, you know, what those effects are, right, of sleep deprivation. But the point is, you can learn how to have better sleep, huh? And there's a couple of tricks when you understand how sleep works that if you put a couple of those into your life, you can actually have more restful sleep with less hours of sleep. What? Yeah. Yeah. Ask about it. Read about it. Look it up. GTS. Google that stuff. Yeah. So these are simple examples of life hacks where little tiny pieces of education can come back and serve you. And if you just can unlock the secrets then you too can be the recipients of feeling like you've got that 25 hour day, that 30 hour day. But it's really a philosophy of looking at things and saying, where can I, where can I constantly make uh, some improvements, right? It's like Kaizen or, or, or Kine, right? Um, constant and never ending improvement. That type of attitude and philosophy for us has been uh, one of those key things that have served us. And, and it, it, it's almost a philosophy shift. So yeah, I'm a life hacker. You know, I'm also a finance hacker. I'm a funnel hacker, right? I mean, I'm, I'm hacking the things that, that I see in life that make sense for me to be able to take advantage of and say, hey, you know what? Most folks out there asleep at the wheel are just, they're just not rocking it right, right? So um, I'm gonna figure out some ways to do these things. So uh, maybe on another episode, what I'll do is, is go into specifically uh, more of these life hacks that we've implemented, but I gave a couple of examples. I mean, like I said, um, you know, simple things from outsourcing chores, paying someone else to do the mundane tasks that you don't want to have done is, is one form of a life hack, but there are others as well. There's, I mean, you can, you know, there's, there's, like I said, things related to your life functions, related to sleeping, related to eating, related to your nutrients, related to your physical activity and exercise. I mean, there's so many different arenas. There's, you know, relationship hacks. I mean, the list goes on and on, but it's really about having that abundant thinking of how can I continually make my life better and kind of outsmart the structure of the setup that I'm in. Because a lot of times we don't even see the limiting bars, the, the, the limiting circumstances around us, right? You know, does the lion really see the bars of the cage he's trapped in? You know, I'm, who knows? Um, so what I want to drive home is the idea of being a life hacker requires no college degree. You don't have to pay 50 grand to get admission to the special offering that teaches you how to do this. I mean, I think it'd be worth 50 grand for a lot of people to learn how to life hack. I feel it's been worth at least that much to us, but the point is it can be done. It's about 
being open to experimentation in your own world in subtle ways that can start to add up and have a magnitude effect over time. So yeah, life hacking. It's something that we've uh, introduced slash invented slash really just uh, tried to be more creative about the way we solve problems. And part of that has come from our business education. You know, you, the bigger the problem you solve, the better you're compensated, right? It's kind of one of the laws of uh, the universe. And as we continue to exist in this universe and look for ways to be our best versions of us, we understand and recognize that, that time can be one of our biggest assets, but it can also be an enemy and it can also work against us. And so you want to be able to leverage and hack time as best you can and, and hack your life. And uh, stay tuned. If this is something that you guys want to hear more about, I'd be happy to share. But I wanted to introduce the concept. I'm a life hacker. It's something I say with pride from the standpoint of, yeah, I got tricks up my sleeves that I sometimes feel like give me uh, and give us an unfair advantage. But that's the beautiful thing. It's, it's not something that I'm over here, you know, um, hoarding the information, hoarding the data points. No, 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 not at all. Uh, moreover, I want to see others begin to benefit and start to think this way, especially if you're an entrepreneur or business owner or someone that's looking to get back more time. Maybe you're a parent. Um, this could really be for you. Because a lot of times we start to feel overwhelmed when we have too much going on and many of those things don't need to be on our list and many of those other things need to be handled by someone else on our behalf. Because if you, you know, if, if what you do for a living, you're worth, you know, a hundred bucks an hour, you shouldn't be doing $10 an hour tasks as far as, you know, when it, when it's related to making money. Hire somebody else to do the $10 task, you know, for your business, let's say, and you do the $100 task. You be the one uh, making sure that, that the business is producing the revenue if that's where your skills are best suited. And then you can leave, you know, you kick up the dust and leave all the other stuff up to, to someone else because there's a lot of folks that are, that are used to cleaning up after the individuals that do kick up the dust, okay? So with that, I'm hoping everybody got something with this and at least opened their minds up to the concept of life hacking and what it can do for you if you are willing to look at the areas of your life where you find that you maybe not necessarily struggle in, but areas of your life where you know there could be some greater efficiencies. And maybe that's financial, maybe it's, it's time-based, maybe it's just task-based, right? And, and what it is you have to do. But uh, if you like this stuff, subscribe, tune in, share it with a friend, tag somebody that might need to hear this, and I can keep this thing going. I can keep this thing going about other specific areas and ways that we've done it, how they've helped, and some of the results, and uh, that would be a lot of fun as well. But in the meantime, I hope you found this topic useful, and we'll keep spinning on through these greats of things that I've learned that help me learn how to see better. Until next time, everyone, thanks again. This is Drew Davis, signing off.